Hello and welcome. Here is a podcast just for you, where every day I'm teaching you something new about how to be the best version of yourself so you can be an inspiring visionary for everyone else. I'm showing up to guide you through some things that you may have often overlooked, such as how to strengthen your mindset without having to read a book. In a world where everyone's focus is on what everyone else is up to, I'm hoping I can help you slow life down so you can focus on what you can do. The world needs more people to believe in what they see and to have visions beyond diagnoses with a focus on possibility. So I'm asking that as you listen in, please open up your mind and together let's see all the ways we can make better what we find. This is a podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's also about my experiences with exclusion. And it is my hope that in each episode, you're able to connect with me. And when we leave the conversation, I hope you are forever committed to the cause. See me, not ASD. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. This is episode six of See Me, Not ASD, the podcast. And I'm your host, Devika Carr. We are continuing our journey through awareness, through honesty. But this week, I'm doing things a little different. I'm talking about once in a lifetime. Because every experience has its own first feeling. But what we do with those feelings tells us a lot about where we're going, how we're getting there, and what we may achieve when we arrive. So, the monologue question is this, what commitments do you have and honor to elevate the human experience to an admirable quality? Not just for yourself, but for those around you and for those that you love and lead. Our segment goal is simple. We want to raise your conscience. We want to elevate you to a place where this is on the top of your mind. Where you're wondering every day how you can elevate the human experience. And you're going to do it by making three simple commitments. The moment that you become aware of some difference, some labels, some disability diagnosis, some medical diagnosis, whether you're sitting in an office with a doctor whether you're sitting amongst your friends having a discussion, whether you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Every experience, I call these awareness moments, every awareness moment has its own first feeling. You remember how you first felt when you realized X, Y, or Z. I remember how I first felt when I received my son's diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. I'll talk about it next week. But I remember. I remember so vividly that I can still feel it today. I remember the first time I realized that color matters to some people in ways that suppresses those of us who are not nearly as prominent in certain areas. I remember the first time that I discovered being a mother and being an entrepreneur 
and being a wife and being thoughtful was too much for some people. So much so that they would decide I wasn't good enough to be a part of their life. I remember the first feeling when that became a realization. And that's something that happened to me multiple times. And each time it had its own first feeling. Okay, so the point is we, we develop these, these reactionary feelings to these awareness moments based on, our, on a lot of factors, our age, our circumstances, the environment that we're in when we learn about them, the person or the mode of, of learning, uh, how we learn, the person who's delivering the information, the, the place where we sit when we learn it, our social impact, the historical significance. I mean, even just the number of times that you've ever experienced an awareness moment can change how you react the first time to an experience. And I had often wondered, long before doing this podcast, I had often wondered why at an early age are we not taught and provided successful tools for reshaping the impact that awareness moments have on our lives and our next steps and our actions thereafter. Like to me, it seems so simple. We should be developing one another in such way that we know what to do with those feelings. Now, I'm not suggesting that we change the feelings that we feel in the first moment, because most of the time, your first reaction to something is truly a genuine, authentic feeling. Every feeling is real. But what you do with the feeling and how you pivot changes the circumstances, changes your next steps, it changes your journey going forward. And so that's really what I, I couldn't wrap my head around, why we never learned that, learned ways to be visionary in the way that we react to things or the, the way that we channel what we're reacting to and how it affects us. So the ways that pivot our circumstances into power despite pain, discomfort, uh, disappointment, denial, worry, fear, confusion. The ways that we pivot those circumstances into, uh, into powerful sources despite all of that are the ways that will teach us how to respond to other people how to respond in different circumstances and different awareness moments and different experiences and how to elevate other people. So by learning to manage it for ourselves, we begin to redirect that reshaping, redirect this idea that what we're experiencing in those awareness moments and what we do thereafter becomes a source of power for other people too. It all makes sense when I read this article, but to dive deeper into this, I, I went back to, to my notes and I had written down this phrase, one single phrase. It had no context around it. It was just, it must have been something that I had written down in, in a hurry. Like I heard it and it caught my ear and my mind and I didn't have time to write out my thoughts. So 
I, I read it as I was preparing for this particular episode, and I couldn't help but sit down and write about it. And so tonight, today, whatever time of day you're watching this or listening to this, I hope that what I'm sharing in this article, essentially I'm going to, this is going to be a read through. This is an article I wrote. I didn't edit it. It is just the bear of my thoughts. But I believe that the tools that exist in this article are what everyone should consider using to reshape the awareness moments in their lives. Because by doing so, your reactionary feelings to things that are said, to things that are done, to things that you learn about yourself or the ways in which people label you as different, all of a sudden it just becomes better. You become a source of power for yourself and for everyone else. And it does matter whether or not you are a source of power for other people, right? Because as much as I want you to be better for yourself, there are people in your life that you are loving and leading and they are missing out on some really, really great leadership and love if you're not learning to manage this process. Now, I'm not saying my tools are the only tools. I'm definitely not saying my tools are, are going to work for everyone, but I certainly believe that they can. I believe that they can. And the key is that they take practice, but the commitment to practicing them is what becomes the golden ticket. So the article is called You Are Enough. I fear your kid isn't autistic enough. Someone said this to me and it immediately took me back to my childhood when I was constantly told I wasn't thought of as black enough. In my adulthood, as I've become honestly aware of the possibilities for words to be thrown around without consideration for consequential impact, I am presenting but one question. Not enough for what? There is an unequivocal tendency for people to qualify notable differences in the human condition as those which impede an individual's possibilities to succeed and then try to evaluate those differences to determine a few things. One, how much effort might be worth expending to help someone as they may have opportunities for growth? Two, how much thoughtfulness should be offered to elevate someone's exceptional qualities despite their differences? And three, how much mindfulness should be engaged in to empathize, find commonalities, and work collectively with those who are different? What is uncommon, unnatural for most, but a more promising tendency to have is the realization that we all have notable differences 
as a consequence of being part of the human condition. And we can choose to perceive our differences as sources of power rather than sources of limitations. The labeling of differences is often viewed as the first step to understanding diversity. I believe such an exercise matters when studying inequality and trying to determine aggregate resources needed to pursue equality. However, I believe our substantive energies should be spent on simple commitments which elevate the human experience to an admirable quality. The commitment to give authentic effort when helping others so they may receive and engage in opportunities for growth. The commitment to be thoughtful in your considerations for what makes others exceptional, so they are elevated in your conscience. And the commitment to be mindful of your empathy for others, your commonalities to others, and your authentic desire to collaborate with others, so that no one person ever feels like they have to do life alone. When the implication was made that my son may not be autistic enough, there was a consequential perception that perhaps he doesn't deserve as much understanding and guidance as the nonverbal children on the spectrum, or that he doesn't need to receive opportunities for growth at the same rate as others that perhaps those helping him are free to minimize their thoughtfulness when contemplating what makes him exceptional. Or perhaps less empathy will be required and the need to identify commonalities to relate to him is not as important. And at the chance to collaborate with him to improve upon the challenges which limit his possibilities something he never asked for. There may be an excuse proffered because he is high-functioning enough to be capable of managing alone. In all the wisdom nearly 35 years can provide, I am presenting but one answer. You are enough. To my son, to my childhood self, to the adult in me who thinks maybe people still see me as not black enough. To your child, to your childhood self, and to the adult in you. I promise you can rely on me to be at least one person committed to seeing our differences as sources of power. I wish to elevate your human experience to an admirable quality. So I offer you my commitments. I am committed to giving authentic effort when helping others so that they may receive and engage in opportunities for growth. I am committed to being thoughtful in my considerations for what makes others exceptional so they are elevated in my conscience.
and I am committed to being mindful of my empathy for others, my commonalities to others, and my authentic desire to collaborate with others so that no one person ever feels like they have to do life alone. The truth is that it shouldn't matter whether my son is autistic enough. In fact, I don't even use the word autistic. We don't use that word in our family. He just has a name. He's not our artistic autistic son. He is artistic, but he is not our autistic son. He is our son. And he is enough. He is enough for our commitments. He is enough for us to commit to him that we will be authentic in our efforts to help him. He is worthy of our commitment to be thoughtful, to have him elevated in our conscience. He is worthy of our commitment to be mindful of how we empathize with him, to be mindful of how we are like him, to be mindful of how we can work together with him. He is worthy of us making sure that he never has to feel like he has to do life alone. It doesn't matter if we're talking about someone on the spectrum, someone who is of color, someone who is of a different ethnicity, someone who has received a medical diagnosis, someone who has some physical limitations. The list could go on. It doesn't matter. If we make the simple commitments that I've just expressed now, if we commit to one another to be committed in all of those three things, man, being a visionary all of a sudden becomes more exciting. And the possibilities to elevate exceptional people around the world, golden. How I felt in that first moment when someone said to me, I fear your kid isn't autistic enough. I could have done a lot with those first feelings, but I chose to find a way to act in ways that that doesn't matter because he's enough. We all are. You are. I am. He is. So your call to action this week is this. I'm asking you to download our commitment card. It will be posted on our website and also you can find it on Instagram. Screenshot it and ask yourself if you are ready to honor such commitments in your own life. And if you are not ready or if you are not willing, ask yourself why. And my only request is that you answer honestly. Those answers are just for you. You are welcome and invited to share them with me, but they are meant for you because you are the only person that you can answer to about why you're not willing to make those commitments or how it might impact your life if you did or if you didn't. The Creative Connection is a quote from Maya Angelou 
which I believe to be quite a paradox. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. The paradox here really is that how you make people feel is often a consequence to what you said and what you did. Our actions matter. Our words matter. And how we make people feel matters. But it is not merely our responsibility to ensure that people feel how we want them to feel. What is our responsibility is to be certain that we are committed in the ways in which we interact with one another, in the ways in which we speak to one another and share experiences with one another. And if you are authentic in those ways and you are committed in those ways, I believe that the way that you will make people feel will be elevated. The mantra this week is this. My awareness is a source of power. I am aware that I am enough. My being enough is powerful. Thank you for listening in. Until next time. You have just listened to See Me, Not ASD, the podcast with your host, Devika. Thank you for joining. Please connect with us beyond this week's episode so we can continue the conversation. We hope that you'll have time to visit our website, seemenotasd.com, where you'll discover show notes, bonus content, be able to sign up for access to our other resources, and submit any questions, comments, or topic ideas. But if you're currently multitasking while watching or listening to this podcast, and you're not able to get to the website right now, we simply ask that you remember us on Instagram, see me not ASD. We have some bonus content that we've bookmarked for you, easy access, and you'll be able to get started. We believe we are the number one source for inspiring visionary supporters around the world so that they can elevate the exceptional people in the world as well in the pursuit of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, as you meet individuals, see them for the exceptional people that they are and do your best to elevate that.